What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to Flow State. This is our first official guest episode, and I'm so excited to have my tour DJ and one of my closest friends on as our first guest, DJ Sir Jazz. A lot of y'all have been asking, you know, how we first linked up. We're going to dive into the history of it. We're going to get to know Jazz a little bit better. We're going to react to a freestyle. I'm going to close it out with some bars. You know what it is, man. Flow State Podcast. Let's go. This is for my Flow State. What's going on, y'all? Welcome to episode two of Flow State. I'm so, so excited to be here with y'all. I'm very excited because this is our first guest episode, and uh, I am thrilled to introduce this person we have with us as our very first guest, the illustrious, the incredible, one of one. One of my favorite people on earth, man. Make some noise, y'all, for my guy, DJ Sir Let's H-Mac, go. H-Mac, what up, what up, what up? We'll layer some applause in post. We'll add some air horns. <laughs> uh, what's going on, man? How you doing, Jack? Man, I'm feeling good, man. Congratulations on the podcast. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me, man. This place looks phenomenal, by the way. Thank you, bro. Yeah. We're, we're uh, you know, we're getting it set up. We're getting it dialed in. Uh, feels good. I've been I've been meaning to start this podcast up for a long, long time, but uh, we've been you know traveling all over the place. So feels good bit. to be just a little <laughs> a bit. Couple places, couple places. Just a little bit. <laughs> um, so for those watching who who may not know, uh, Jazz is my tour DJ. We've had the I've had the privilege of being able to do. I don't even know how many shows with you at this point. Somewhere in the 80s or 90s, it I think, like right? It. Yeah, yeah, we're up there. We're, we're getting there. close to 100 if we haven't hit it. But uh, uh, we've had the opportunity to do a lot of shows together. It's been an absolute joy. I want to show people, uh, you know, kind of the chemistry that we bring. So I think we have a, a, a clip queued up. By the way, shout out to Sam behind the scenes, my producer, Sam. Sam, how you feeling? Good, man. What's up, Jim? What's up, Sam? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, let's see some of you guys' work. Let's get it. I skip the fourth and I go to the fifth Cause all of my lyrics are timeless H-Mag, man, I'm breaking the frame At the fans, I be taking aim And I know they be mentioning my rhymes Cause I heard that the fourth dimension was time No time on my clock, I don't even need a rolly And the industry really can control me Yeah, when I use the draw MC mine I could probably even freeze time Matter of fact, we gon' get ill We gon' freeze time, I don't need no quill Everybody right now, don't get hype chill Everybody in the venue, stand still That beat switch though.
crazy is it to watch some of that shit back though, man? Just seeing the size of the crowd Yo. and like how big we built this thing up to over the past couple of years is kind of crazy, man. <laughs> it's insane, man. These uh, I was, I was telling Sam like being able to watch back a lot of these behind the bars, especially from tour, yeah, has been my way of reliving the show because yeah. I really forget we we're kind of in autopilot on the road, and, yeah. And we get to the venue, we set up, and once it's go time on stage, you just kind of no drop intended and the flow stayed and yeah. until it's time to pack up the gear so being yeah. able to watch this back man it's just like damn like that actually that happened dude it's crazy it's crazy no it's it's like every time we get back from tour i'm i'm processing what just happened for so long yeah. like yeah. like a couple months later some random memory of something that happened at a show will pop into my head and i'm like damn that really did happen like we really did do that you know what, was there anyone that recently that popped in your head since, since we've been back from the europe tour <sighs> I'm trying to think anything specific that came back to me. You know what came back to me was that song we did. I actually mentioned it on on uh, the first episode we recorded for the podcast. Which the one? episode was uh, for the love of the game? For the love of the in, oh, in Amsterdam. Hey. In Amsterdam, dude. <laughs> that song was crazy. And then coincidentally, somebody commented the other day and was like, "Yo." Um, they commented on a live clip that we posted and they were like, for the love of the game in Amsterdam was like the hardest song we've ever heard, man. Fire. Put that shit out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's kind of a cr crazy coincidence that I mentioned that just the day before they said that in the comments. But um, <laughs> that was a dope one, man. That but yeah, fire. random songs, random like uh, crazy ideas will come back to me. Uh, it, and also just sort of like the, the social lizing aspects of it like yeah. random like dinners we had and and uh fire you know, dinners man going bowling and shit like that will come back to me out of nowhere so it's fun tour was tour was a great like it was it was a lot of work yeah very exhausting but it was a lot of like great team building man i felt like you know like if in high school you're on like a, a group field trip man. yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely <laughs> With, without the chaperones you know what i mean so yeah. it's like you know just make sure you're able to do the job the next day and, and, and yeah. show up and yeah that's kind of what it felt like but the whole team is super fun man dedicated to the craft 100 percent. 100 percent, bro it's amazing it's 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 really dope man and uh it is it's such a kind of binary thing like being on the road versus being at home they're so different mm. and i feel like being on the road is such a kind of unnatural way of living in the sense that it's just so adrenaline fueled it's so much travel so many flights so many ubers so many airbnbs and then getting home like for me i, I always find i need time to decompress yes um yes. so you know maybe we can start there we've been back from tour for a couple months how you been since getting back how has the uh you know readjustment to i guess regular life felt man and what's been going on yeah being back from tour uh the readjustment has been just that uh, a readjustment yeah it's kind of different when you wake up without like a true agenda like you have things you want to do <laughs> yeah but they're not like hard time frames like you right. know flight at eleven forty-five. we gotta be at the airport yeah. big lease can, can even talk about that like she like you know scheduling the, yeah the, all the notion yep. forms to make sure we're all aligned shout out to big Lease. shout out big Lease. notion squad big Lease is in the building you can't see her she's standing and taking a bow right now <laughs> holding it down yes. so it's like um, you kind of I kind of get used to it. So now I'm back home and it's like, you know, kind of freestyling my, my notion daily. It's kind yeah. of just been like, yeah, maybe you want to wake up at nine o'clock. Maybe <laughs> I don't. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But but the but the cool thing was that was getting back into a rhythm of daily, daily activity, yeah. producing a lot more, um, being able to cook, you know, yeah. like one of the things during the pandemic 
uh, a way to like step away from music. Yeah, was uh, get out the studio was for me to cook. And yeah. uh, on the road coming back home, I was like, do I want to get straight back into the studio? Yeah, I still needed something to break up my daily routine. So yeah. cooking has been that, and that's been kind of good. See, you talking about cooking actual food. like real like I thought you were talking this whole time. I thought like you were talking about up making the studio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we do that too, but um, I get it's it's just like just because because we're like fully when you're on tour you're fully immersed in music. Yes. Uh, you're listening to music on the flights. You're yeah. You're performing music. Fact. We're talking about music. New yep. music is dropping every week. Yep. And so like yeah, I just kind of came back and was listening to like. You know, silence and just yeah. things cooking on the stove, man. Hell yeah! What's but it one, did help. What's up? That no, I I feel that getting back into those routines and those like comforting activities is so essential because I do feel a little bit of like an emotional lull right when I get yeah. back when that adrenaline starts leaving my system. So I feel like getting back to the things that feel comforting is uh, is essential. Well, but, what's something that's comforting for you? Like, what what did you find yourself doing in that in that free time? For me, it's like I I sit in this big uh, big ass leather chair in my house. Okay, that okay. I, I sit in every. Every morning I write my journal in there I do my meditation there sometimes um, yeah so sitting in the big chair lately I've been going on a lot of walks getting back to doing that getting okay. outside, Get outside. catching some sunshine the beauty of LA man yeah man it's uh nah but it's it's important I'm curious man what what's some of your favorite things to cook man like what do you cook up in the kitchen um you know what I, I think I'm kind of pushing myself to to try other things yeah I'm I think I'm finally at the stage in my life I understand the idea behind cooking, right? Yeah. Like I normally would cook just to eat, like right. sustenance. Like yep. I'm hungry. Cook. Survival. Survival food, right? <laughs> Not the best. Yeah. You know, uh, maybe over season sometimes. Okay. Uh, That's better than under. Season. Better, uh, better than under season. You know, yeah, but yeah. I wouldn't like feed it to people all willy nilly. You know. Right, 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 right. But now I feel like I'm at a point where, oh, I understand why like aromatics are cool in a dish mm. or, or why a stock is important for like a soup or like rice and yeah and it so now i'm having way more fun so right now like i'm still like heavy into like you know like like cooking steaks and stuff yeah but different ways um yeah, yeah. i started like i fry i did like this buttermilk fried chicken Ooh. yesterday day before yesterday that sounds fire i never fried anything without an air fryer a I, day in my life i've never fried anything without an air fryer yeah it's uh it's kind of traumatizing man because really you, know, you can't put out you can't put a grease fryer out with water so if anything you, you ever think about things like that like i've never thought about that <laughs> if something's dude. on fire your first instinct <laughs> is to douse water on it and it's just like that's the worst thing to do really with the grease that fire. makes it go it makes crazy. it yeah it goes insane i have no <laughs> idea wow insane. good thing we're having this conversation so man. safety I'm, first kids safety first. wow that's <laughs> important to know that's amazing so how have you leveled up your cooking game like you say now you understand yeah. more than more that do you watch like chopped or something or do you read cookbooks or what's your thing you use yeah recipes? i watch uh i watch a lot of youtube man youtube is like Hell the best yeah. culinary school out right now man yeah uh, it's free facts. Yes. <laughs> and yes. uh but but what's cool is that i love reading recipes but it's cool to see why people do things in practice yeah and i think that's why podcasts are great too because people can go a little bit further into why they use pep paprika you know what I mean? Right. And they can talk about it as they're doing it. Yeah, and I yeah, think yeah. for me, that's way more helpful in context to the final dish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, uh, YouTube is huge. It's, I, I just watch food TV just casually anyway. Hell yeah. Um, never really wanted to be in that universe, but yeah. it's, it is fun to watch competition cooking shows for sure. That's for dope. Sure. That's dope. Um, yeah, me and Lisa watched a lot of Chopped during the pandemic. That was our go-to. Every night we ate dinner, we watched Chopped. You would eat dinner and watch Chopped? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. And that was like an important <laughs> association, I feel like. It's like, all right, we're eating what we just cooked. 
And now we're seeing what we what we should have been doing. And now tomorrow night, maybe we'll apply some of what they're doing. Uh, but it did help us. It, it just helped to gain sort of an understanding of the basics, you know, exactly. like just like use some kind of fat when you're cooking something on the pan, you know. Exactly. Um, you can add these seasonings together and they'll pretty much always work. <laughs> Once you get that base, the basics of the language down, you can improvise a little bit more, yeah. which is freeing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But, uh, okay, so the people want to know. Uh-oh. The people want to know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they want to know how we met, man. A lot of comments came through asking uh, how how me and you uh, first connected. And it's kind of funny because um, me and Jazz, we met at a Rose Bowl gig. Rose Bowl. Rose Bowl gig, man. Can you believe it? It's crazy. But not a Beyonce-style Rose Bowl gig. Uh, we were in a tent on the field. On the field. For a corporate event performing with a group of MCs led by um, our mutual friend Austin Antoine. Shout out my guy, Austin Antoine. Yeah, yeah. shout out to Austin Antoine, super dope artist and uh, incredible writer, but also incredible freestyle yeah, yeah, MC. Yeah. And he put together a troupe of, of uh, I think there were four MCs. Four MCs. Um, and I was one of them, and, and you were the DJ, that's when we first met. <laughs> uh, what's crazy to me though, I was thinking back on that show, that was probably one of the last live gigs I did before that's right before the Quarantine. pandemic. Yeah, 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 that's true. That was in 2020. I can't remember if that was like for sure the last last, but it was one of the last public facing things that I did. Yeah, that, um, was, that was summertime, right? That was um, when did? Oh, it was January. Oh, it was January. It was January. Oh, that was January. Oh, Hard that, to tell that, in L.A. Yeah, Hard yeah, to tell yeah, in no, L.A. It, it felt like July. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been. It was like 80 degrees yesterday, so exactly. it, it's December. Um. So yeah, damn, that was January. So that, so that was definitely had to have been the, the hard line, yeah, so, yeah. Because I think things shut down. What March? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's wild, man. That's wild. Um, but what's so crazy? Uh, thinking back on that, okay, last last live show in person before the pandemic. Yep. All this time passes. I was doing all my virtual stuff. I was doing the Omegle Bars thing. Started that up. I was doing a lot of live streams. Going crazy. Going crazy. Um, and then when it was finally like, okay, the world might be opening back up again. We might be able to get back out there. Uh. I thought of you immediately, man. Just yes. based on hey. just based on based on the vibe and the energy that you brought to that first single gig, the one and only time that I ever met you, and I think we did a couple rehearsals for that as yep, well. Yep, yep. But um, yeah, man, your 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 energy just it it lights up the room, bro. Oh, and, that's and love, it, man. Yeah. Appreciate you. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's just been such a such a joy to be able to build with you, man, and and to be able to uh to do these shows, man. No, same, yeah. likewise, man. Yeah. Likewise, that. That gig was very unique because um, it was a corporate event. Yeah. And see, the thing about working with freestylers, y'all, um, <laughs> when they say things are unplanned, it, it really is. Like, <laughs> we, we, we rehearsed more so just to kind of get a flow of, like, timing. Like, yeah. All right, boom, 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 boom. And then we get to the gig, and the guy's like, like, I'm backstage, and then they make all of you guys move to the other side of the stage. That's right. And then, meanwhile, Paris Hilton is, like, giving, like, a TED Talk damn near about tech and stuff. That's like, right. Shout Paris out to, Hilton. Shout out to Paris Hilton. So, yep. all right, I'm thinking it's going to be a, I had no clue, guys, no context. And then uh, we get by, backstage, Paris Hilton is walking off, and the guy's like, yeah, just stand on this thing. I'm like, dope. <laughs> Paris Hilton. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this, this is ridiculous. Tell them about the thing, man. <laughs> so I stand on this thing. I have my little bitty controller. I'm thinking, like, as a DJ, I'm gonna be like a side stage you know like uh there's no reason for me to be center stage yeah and so i stand on this this little podium looking thing on the stage and sure enough just like home cuz just pushes me out to the <laughs> 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 so i'm just on this podium just sliding across this like paris hilton's walking out <laughs> and then i come like sliding 
<laughs> and now, now I'm center stage, and they're not out yet. And I'm just like, yeah, y'all ready to party? Or what? <laughs> but a bunch of people, uh, mind you, a bunch of people in suits with lanyards. Like that was the that was the vibe. It looked like the hypest hip hop show of the year, bro. People seated in suits and lanyards. And and lanyards. You're on a full on fl- floating platform. Floating dog. platform with an itty bitty controller with zero context. Like, yeah. is there, like I think the setup with with corporate shows is always tricky because yeah. no one knows how to transition into the next phase. Yeah. Uh, I learned that sentence from you, by the way, transition into the next phase. Oh, let's go. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, like that was just, it, it was like, it felt awkward, but it was yeah. like, it was like, oh snap, by the time you guys came out, like it really did become one of the dopest shows because they yeah. stood up. They were they were having fun. They, like they were probably waiting for this the entire day. Yeah. And y'all brought it and I was, uh, everyone's style, uh, I think it was you, Lex, Austin. Yep. Um, Lex Rush. Yeah, shout out to Lex. Like, everyone had a different style. Yeah. And they approached it differently. And Jazz, yeah. did you DJ for them when they were on the mic? Yeah. Like, you were DJing their set? Yeah. 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 That's Essentially, just kind of playing, like some, like, some industry beats and just kind of, like, catching everyone. Like, okay, this feels like she's about to teeter off. Maybe Mac will pick it up. And I and irony, the timing really worked. For everybody, yeah. so like that's why I was like, damn, they, everyone here is freaking dope as hell. It was smooth, man. It ended up being really, really smooth. Um, and that's what I love about doing improvised shows. Honestly, is like you kind of have to commit. You know, like Ooh. you can't. It's like either we're gonna map it out and mm. we're gonna know exactly what we're we're doing, and that's what's gonna give us the confidence that we're gonna be able to crush it, or we're just gonna we're gonna wing it. Wing like it. we're gonna freestyle <laughs> it, and and in a weird way that gives me the confidence because I know it's wide open. Mm, so it's like I don't have to be doing any one exact thing at any given time. But based on the energy I'm getting from you, and in that case with the other rappers, like based on what I'm feeling from them, yeah, it's a yeah. lot of body language, reading the energy and stuff. And, Interesting. I mean that's my favorite way to do it. Obviously, but, that's, uh, that's dope, man. Like yeah. like when when did you realize that? When did this become like a realization for you of like that? Because you know like getting in front of people, yeah, it's always going to be butterflies, always oh, yeah. nervousness. Like when did you realize? realize that yeah i think like in terms of realizing that 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 improv was more comfortable for me on stage that probably came like when i was in college because it prior to that like i I performed with my group state of mind you know my homies from middle school and on through high school and um that was all written material you know like um at some point in high school we started incorporating like a 10 minute freestyle cypher segment within the middle of the set nice. just for fun uh, so that was my first like dipping my toes in it but like 90 percent of the music we performed was like from our from our uh, well, albums catalogs, and stuff. yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but then in college i really started going deep into the improvisational thing as like this is actually how i'm presenting you know the final product i had a band in college um called the cleanse shout out to the cleanse okay crazy name crazy name <laughs> sounds like a juice like it was not a juice cleanse it was not a colon cleanse um yeah i don't know i think i came up with it so sorry y'all but uh but we rocked a lot of parties and stuff and i would i would uh, it was like live instrumentation and i would freestyle the full set and that's when i first started getting comfortable doing that and i was like dude i, I love this because we were rocking college parties and stuff and you never knew what the vibe was going to be or or what the environment was going to be like, you know? So, um, having the flexibility, like whether it was like a tiny little house party where we're just crammed in the corner and we're like in the living room, but people are kicking it outside. So when you pass through, you're kind of part of the music. Like I remember vibes like that or some of them, you know, it's USC. So sometimes like the music industry program would like rent, like trussing for a stage and like actually build out like a fucking stage no and behind some big, like, you know, frat house or whatever, or whatever it was. And, and so I never knew what the vibe was going to be. And so for me, it was like a cheat code to be like, I just show up blank slate 
and I'll improvise about what's happening live, <laughs> and that's how I'll draw people in. Oh and yeah. No matter what, I know I can I can make it fit, you know, hmm. um, instead of being locked in. But yeah. Shout out yeah. to the college era, man. Shout out, yeah, man. Get, definitely got a lot of reps in in the college era for sure. The, the reps are a big part of it, right? Hundred percent. Gotta get those reps up. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Do you wish we had a floating riser for you on, uh, <laughs> like, for the Odyssey tour? Did man, you? it would. Um, you know what? It would make getting around that stage, those stages, because on this, on the Odyssey <laughs> tour, these stages were way bigger than yeah, the Energy yeah, yeah. Exchange. Way so bigger. Getting from on and off, maybe. Yeah, yeah. True. Just for speed. Just yeah, for efficiency. <laughs> Just for, for efficiency. efficiency. We should probably <laughs> spring for the floating riser, surely for efficiency. Man, just to get your setup out there. I'm, I'm thinking for the next one, dude, like just popping out from the bottom of the stage, man. Like yeah. A little smoke. Oh, just land. Hey, man, I'm here for it. You come from the from the top? Yeah. I will, I will be lowered down. Yes, let's do it. That's the new walkthrough. That's I no longer walk. enter from the back of the venue. I enter from the fucking ceiling. So the ceiling. Like glide through. Yeah, <laughs> the glide through. Right the fly through, dog. The fly through. Oh, that's amazing, man. Um, no, but it's true. The stage has got way bigger. Okay, so let's take people back to the first to the first one the first show um after after quarantine i remember i sent you a dm um when i when you know i was talking with my team like let's get out there let's do some shows let's test this idea of doing a fully improvised you know freestyle show yep like an hour runtime like a full set and uh, i sent you a dm i don't know if you remember of black thought freestyle uh, rhyming quest over love. quest love yeah, 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 yeah. and quest love was djing and doing like a blend the roots picnic yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. roots picnic that's yeah, right yeah. and that and that that makes sense because it was like the quarantine version exactly that's why they were doing it like that it was like they were filming it outside there was no audience it was back in that time when like people would pre-record their sets and like yep. submit them to a virtual presentation for the festival um i saw that clip obviously it was super fire black thought is is one of the goats to me legend um and I basically sent you that, and I think I was just like, yo, I'm trying to do some shit like this. Are you down? <laughs> yeah. That's kind of how I went. <laughs> yeah. And you were, you were like, hell yeah, let's get it. Um, and, uh, oh, shit, Sam's like, Sam, I screenshotted the DM, actually, so. Oh, shit. There I it said, is. <laughs> I said, I think I said, it was actually like, yeah, I know, because yesterday I pulled it up and I screenshotted it. <laughs> <laughs> Context is key. Well, anyway, you know, paraphrasing, hey, you down to do some crazy shit like this? Jazz says yes. And, uh. That's fire. That's dope. Um, first show, Hollywood Improv Comedy Club, side room. Side room. Not the main room. Not the main room. Side room. 50-person capacity. 50 people. 50 people, small room, me and you, and for people to submit words. This is the craziest part. It's crazy for people part. to submit words for me to freestyle about, because that's part of what we do is people like submit words from the audience, and I use them to make up the songs. Uh we had an easel. Mm-hmm. We had an easel, and we had like pieces of paper. Big, oh, oh, was it was it paper? Paper? It was cardboard. It was okay. like middleweight cardboard. Got it. That's right. That's not right. too That's flimsy, right. but right. not too heavy either. You know, That's right. somewhere That's in the right. middle. That's right. Uh, mad pens and sharpies. Mad sharpies out on people's tables. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> People had tables. They had tables. People had tables. Dinner club. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like dinner small vibe. dinner club vibe. You could order dinner. Yeah, true. During the set. Um, you could eat during the set. Um, dude, it's crazy to reflect back on that first show Yeah. for, for two reasons. One, I personally had no idea if it was going to work just in general, the concept. Like I thought it seemed like it, like it could work mm. to do a fully improvised show with like words submitted by the audience. The whole run of show, it was like, is this a thing? Yeah. You know, will this work? It was the very first test, which is crazy to think about. Um, and, and then the other reason that it's so crazy uh, if I can remember what the other reason was, but I can't. 
But that's why it was so crazy because we were testing it. Yeah. That was another reason why it was so crazy. Thinking back to it, I think what I was going to say is, is is to see how far we've taken it from there. When you look at that Atlanta clip, I wanted to ask Ooh. you, man, did you have any idea, like when we were doing the fifty people in the side room at the Hollywood Improv, that we would eventually take it to to the Atlanta level? You know what's crazy? Uh, when you first sent that that DM, and like, I saw that. And I'm like, yo, this is a tight performance. And then it starts to contextualize, like, what is a freestyle show even look like? <laughs> yeah. Like, how do, like, it was one of those things where I just kind of, like, green screened, like, us, where, like, Black Thought and Quest was. Yeah. But, like, the crowd was just, like, shrugs. We don't yeah. know. I didn't know how people were going to move. I didn't know how the, <laughs> I had no clue. So, like, the first show gave so much context to the potential of the show. Yeah. And then, not only was it, um, like it was fun to be a part of, but like being that intimate of a crowd, you can see everyone's eyes, like yeah. you know, which is rare at the bigger stages. But Facts. this this first show, I like I'm able to look at everyone in their eye, and they're like, oh snap, they are really like loving this. Hell yeah! Like they are fully immersed. They're reacting to like the bars, the the visual cues of the words being on the cards yeah. massively because everyone's like engaged together. It really felt yeah. like a magic show. Hell so yeah. like I was like, damn. Like it was that point. I was like, "Oh snap! This could be this could be nuts. Yeah. Like this could be crazy, yeah. crazy, crazy." What about you, man? Like after that first show, you're done. You're sweating. You walk off stage. Yeah. You're thinking next step already. Definitely. I was like, "Fuck yes, we have something." Woo! That's how I felt after walking off after the. I was like, "Yes, we got something. <laughs> yes, we yeah. have the first thing." Yeah. But I. But then I was immediately like, "The ESO cannot be the long term <laughs> thing." Because we threw away, like, just, like, from an environmental standpoint, dude. I just was, like, no. dumpster in the back, just throwing away. I mean, that night, so we did a back-to-back, actually. That's so right. we, we rocked 100 people total, but in two separate groups. Cleared everybody out, brought a new crowd in, which is also crazy to think about doing that now. But, um, so, yeah, so we threw away 100. But as soon as we took it up to the next level where we did the um, Irvine, Irvine improv. Was like, well, 500 people or something? I, I don't uh, know. The, what's the capacity? Does anybody know the – yeah, but something like that. That's I, a I lot think of cards, About dog. 500. <laughs> and we also did a back-to-back there. Did and I remember like a thousand cards getting just tossed in a dumpster at the end of the night. And I was like, yo, like if this leaks, like yeah, we're going to be like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Canceled, dog. Yeah, Whoa. exactly. Like it's way too early to get canceled. Like, <laughs> <laughs> some YouTubers like dumpster divers, like orange, <laughs> orange, <Yeah. laughs> dog, table. Exactly. Super Califragilada ran out of space. What is going on? ran out of space the letters are getting scrunched um but yeah no that 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 we had to figure out how to get the digital word submission popping but uh, yeah it was 490 is the cap that in irvine insane also also seated um yeah but you also got to think about like context here all right 50 people is a lot of cards like Big old cards. I don't know if you could shuffle a deck. People struggle with shuffling a deck of 52 cards. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a life-size <laughs> deck of cards with words on them. Yeah. Just getting that randomized it, yeah. with 50 people just look like a task. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. The yeah. ease. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. There's the easel. Look at the floor, too. I was just chucking them down on the floor. Just <laughs> fully adrenalized. Damn, I'm on a wired mic, too. I don't know. Wired mic. Yeah. yeah That's yeah, actually yeah. crazy. That is so funny to see. It's it's also funny the evolution of the show fits for me. Mm. Um because like now I wear that shirt as pajamas. 
Yeah, like it, it every, gets demoted. Yeah, each year, like what I thought was fire, just gets demoted to like, dude, I wear that if I gotta like do some fucking long work. Uh, yeah, yeah. I would yeah. never wear that shit on stage. Like, what the fuck? Some tie dye man. Tie dye's here to stay. Well, shout out to Big Lease also. Uh, by the way, Big Lease is my girlfriend Lisa. If anybody's confused, but uh, Ooh, man, shout out to Big Lease because she's my uh, one and only stylist. And anytime I'm wearing something that looks decent, it's probably because she uh, picked it out for me. So. Again, in post, we will add the applause. <laughs> um, that's so cool to see, man. Amazing. All right. So from these shows to what we just did, Odyssey Tour, man. Much bigger stages. Much bigger stages. Um, much bigger crowds. Much bigger crowds. I, I'm curious to know, man, just for you, like, because tour is such an unnatural lifestyle and it's so different from the day-to-day when we're here, like, what's, you know what do you love about being on the road? What's maybe your favorite part about being on the road? And then like, what's the biggest challenge for you? Mm, man, really good question. Um, well, I guess I'll, I'll start with the challenge first, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, like the challenge of being on the road is that it is exhausting. And yeah. um, I think the lifestyle, like, like I'm pretty like routine in my, in my daily. Yeah. Um, when I'm, when I'm back home in LA, mm. um, that routine gets thrown out of whack on tour. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Um, the communication with like friends and family kind of falters as well because yeah. of different time zones and Facts. you know, they may be texting and we're having like a, you know, like a recap and, uh, we, we forget to, so like, it's yeah. so easy to get lost in the time warp of your, of yourself. Right. And, yeah. um, so sometimes it does feel a little selfish when for me at least like, with I have a big family, a lot of friends, and yeah. the communication just kind of like fell off. So like, um, social media was the best way for people to see. Oh, okay, I see where you're at. All yeah. right, all right. So, see you next week, bro. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, man, like tour was tour is amazing because you get to go to different places. Um, I love traveling because I love to eat food. It might not look like it, you know what I'm saying? But your boy loves to eat. <laughs> hey. um, and uh, like, yeah, and different different lifestyles, different weather. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know if like on tour, like I have my daily routine of just getting out the Airbnb or hotel and just going for a walk. Like, yeah. Like 90% of my day was just to see, like I have my AirPods in. Not listening to anything, but just like oh, you know, I'm, I'm in the. Uh, okay, that's a strategy. But if you see right me, there. if you see me, I'm gonna be just like. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, a strategy, bro. That's a strategy. That's just people, so so people don't approach you. They, they, they leave you alone. Yeah, you, you don't know? have to do the stop and chat. Exactly. Nice. Like, still like popping out, like, huh? Right, and then well, then they really get the message. Hopefully, if you pop one out and say "huh," and they don't like say, "Oh, my bad, never mind," please proceed. Then they're clearly not very socially aware. Life but, hack: uh, AirPods <laughs> with nothing planned. That's uh, awesome. But like, but walking around and just seeing what, like, um, you know, going to restaurants, see what they're playing on the radio and Ubers yeah. and and malls and stuff, and you know, just just kind of absorbing. You know, yeah. it does give context to like a lot of the cities that we've been to. Yeah, you know, um, out of the touristy areas, of course. But once you get like around some locals, you're like, oh, I do feel like certain cities I understand. That's dope, dude. And I, I, I love that. I noticed that about you, too. Um, yeah, you'll get out on solo journeys when we're on tour. Like you'll go and you'll go check out a restaurant, go ch- you'll check out a sporting event. You'll go, you know, do this and that, buy, buy a new fit, whatever. Check out the, the local scene. <laughs> and I love that. I'm a huge fan of like the long walk. I'm yeah. a huge fan of the solo walk. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like I said, I'm actually just bringing that back into my routine and it feels really good to be doing that just just in my neighborhood. But um, do you feel like doing that on tour helps you even like um, for your set, like for your DJ set or musically? Like, does it help you as a performer Absolutely. to get the vibe of the city? Absolutely. I think I think everyone should do it, you know, because um, yeah. you kind of miss 
the beauty of being in all of these amazing cities, right? Yeah. Um, it, it does help me with my set. and But like but like you say, it's um, you, you, you never know when you get into the building, you yeah. know? But I think it helps contextualize, like, oh, snap, this is where we are. Yeah. Like, I remember we were in Detroit, and you, like, certain cities just have a certain, like, like pride, yeah, right? Yeah, sure. Like the Detroits, the Atlantas, the yeah. Houston's, like yep. the New Yorks, like the LA, like certain places, Chicago, you go and it's just like, yo, you can't not acknowledge the people Facts. like from here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, there's a lot of, this bleed over in like a lot of other cities, but when like just go, I forgot about Detroit. And then when I was out in the city yeah. and I was like, oh snap, like Detroit loves some Detroit. Yeah. Like this is tight. Like yeah. I gotta, I gotta pull, I bought a bunch of records out there. Yep. Um, learned a lot about history. History man, Dilla met met a ton of like dope like like house DJs, Hell dog yeah. like, yo. And then then I get on stage and it's just like let's let's try it. And then they go crazy when it's something like like oh this guy knows what he's what yeah. he's talking about, you know. It's such a dope nod, man. Absolutely, to the, and it's so cool because yeah, for, uh, if, for those of you who have never been to you know uh, one of the Odyssey shows, Jazz warms things up uh, before I hit the stage for for thirty minutes with his own set, and uh, it's so dope when you play the local shit. Yeah, um, yeah. It's just, and I feel like it's a respect thing too. You know, it's like hey, we're here in your city, like we're guests here in your city. We're excited to be here, like. Yo, what's going on, what's y'all? Up? Like we yeah. know what's up. You know, Absolutely. We, yeah, yeah we, we we do the knowledge, man. We do yeah. due diligence. Hell the yeah. funny thing about that for me is like, cause I'm not a sports guy at all, as you know. <laughs> so like on tour, it's like every city we go to, like on the way to sound check, someone will be like, all right, Harry, Lions, Tigers, and you know whatever. And it's like list off the teams. <laughs> that was good, right? Yeah. Lions. Uh, what's it? What else? Yeah, you got two of the Detroit squads. <laughs> yeah, nailing it. So Detroit in the building. Burr, burr, burr. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> um, and then like usually it, it doesn't ever come up, but um. But stuff like that is funny. Everyone's always like careful with me too, because like I, I, I go really deep on the things that I do know about. For sure. And then there's other areas of life where people are like, "This is common knowledge," and I'm like, "Who's that?" <laughs> you know. <laughs> I, I, in uh, in Toronto, I remember Mikey was like, right before I went out, he was just like casually like, "Yo, man, you know, uh, Toronto's called the Six? Uh, and I was like, "Yeah, bro, I know that." And he, and so that was, it. That, was it. that was it. And then, like, as we walk on, as as we walk on, uh, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, okay, somebody wrote the six, like, as their word yeah, suggestion yeah, yeah. for the show, for sure. And then Con was like, yo, make sure Harry knows this, you know. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's just funny stuff like that. Everyone's that is always so funny. watching out for me, but um, but that's dope, man. I love that. I love that you go on those solo journeys. Um, and I think it's important, man. I love going on long walks, dude. I think a lot of, I feel like a lot of artists and creatives enjoy the long walk. Uh, it feels like a good way to clear the mind, but also help focus the mind in a weird focus way. Focus as well. Yeah. 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 And yeah. then, I mean, like, uh, fortunately, the time of year we were doing it was like spring, and then we did Europe in like the fall. Yeah. So, like, uh, at the same time, getting a taste of seasons, you know, like, like LA is just kind of like you know the same. Yeah. Uh, so it was cool to just you know see trees regrowing and that crisp like hell yeah. Like or the, what's that morning dew like in yeah. the morning and yep. in the springtime the fall air yeah. like I kind of like that was half the reason why I got out. I was like yo I'm not gonna get this again. I'm going yeah. back to you know, desert. So yeah. Uh, let me just soak up all of like we were, like um, Portland was so dope because of. Just clouds. Exactly. Seasons. Seasons. was like, damn, not, not a lick of sun. Right, I'm, I'm, I'm with this. I'm with this. Yeah, yeah. Man, well, when my parents watch this uh, bag, they're going to be like, yeah, nah, no. Not, it's enough of the clouds. 
<laughs> my dad, my dad just had his birthday, and my mom gifted him this like special light that like you can look at in the morning, and it like replicates getting like the sunlight. Sun? Interesting. Yeah, because like people are like you know like Portland has the highest rate of seasonal depression, man. Like people I, are I, sad. I, I believe it. You I know, it. It, it is a long. It's a long period of gray, but um, but I love it, man, and it made me. I grew. I was born and raised Talk there. Talk about it. Represent I, you know, I, I, just, I thought that's how the world was, and then two days into LA, I was like, this is crazy. And yeah. after the first week, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm not, I am never leaving. I am never leaving. It's always vacation here. So, so was there an adaption period when you got to LA from Portland? <laughs> yeah, but I quickly was like, "Woo! Like, <laughs> let's go, dude. This is dope. Palm trees. It's sunny every day. Like, it wasn't hard to adapt, but it was shocking because it was so different from what I was used to." Did, but do you feel like that makes it harder to like discipline and focus up if it's like if yeah. the weather's nice? Like oh, Portland definitely. will probably make you be indoors a little more. Yeah, when I first got to uh, USC, I was just like smoking weed at noon every day, and I was just like, <laughs> dude, this is dope. <laughs> like, let's go to the beach. Like, yeah, it was hard to get my act together at the beginning for sure. But now I do feel like, um, you know, now I'm a bit older, a bit more responsible, much more productive, Hell and yeah. I do feel like the weather plays a big role in terms of me feeling happy. Mm, like it really, I feel like I emotionally it affects me. It man. Does man that not natural light dude yeah it's so good it's so good speaking of so you're from maryland originally yeah and then uh and moved to new york how old were you when you moved to new york so i was born in new york oh uh, born in new york started, okay started in new york yeah. moved to maryland Got it. um stayed out there like public school college and then moved back to new york i would say what like 20 like 13 14 or okay. something like that yeah and then um but it's like different i was like grew up in like brooklyn yeah, moved to Maryland, and I, when I moved back to New York, I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I want to live in Brooklyn again. So yeah, I ended yeah. up living in Washington Heights, and even though it lo- they're close on the map, it's like two different, yeah, like lifestyles of 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 the city. You yeah. know, like Washington Heights is like right above Harlem for people who understand Manhattan. It's like way up there on the west side, um, but we were right on Riverside, and it was like the water is there, mm. the sun sets in the west, so mm. we get like the beautiful sunset right over the water. Dope. Um, and it was, like, I loved it, man. Loved Hell New York. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Do you feel like, uh, obviously New York is, you know, the city where hip hop was invented. Yeah. Um, do you feel like moving to New York, impact, moving back to New York impacted you like musically or creatively like on your journey? Does that city, do you think it's part of your story as a as a musician? Man, I thought it would have. I think as a kid, it, it was. Yeah, yeah. Like during, when I was a kid, man, the radio Hot Nine Seven was like mm. the thing. Like yeah. the ciphers on the radio were the thing. Yeah. Um, my dad was my dad's a DJ, so like I just remember like him playing tons of reggae in the car. So as a kid, like New York yeah. and Brooklyn in particular shaped me. Like you had all the legendary guys, the Biggies, the Jays, yeah. the Fabs. Like like yeah. New York, Brooklyn in particular just had a run. Facts. Um, of really dope MCs. Yeah. And I think as I got older and New York got more expensive, it kind of lost that. So when I mm. moved when I moved back to New York, it was like, oh, it's not really where the creatives go. They they tend to go elsewhere. Yeah. And so it kind of it was a struggle at first, man. So yeah. like DJing was like the only thing that was popping, I would say, on the yeah. music scene. Yeah. For people, so like tons of right now, New York DJs probably crushing it. Yeah. Um, but as far as like the artists, they all had to go somewhere else. So that's Word. why LA became a hotbed. Miami became a hotbed. Houston's a hotbed. Yeah. Um, but 
as a kid, for sure, man, like that mold. I was, I was in Maryland. We would just argue all the time, like who's the best MCs. And yeah. they're just like, they're like Lil Wayne. I'm like, nah, Jay-Z. And we, would, <laughs> we would just never see eye to eye until we got older. We're just like, yeah. oh, yeah, like they're all dope. Like everyone's dope in a different kind of context. You yeah, know? that's crazy. Um, no, that makes a lot of sense. I feel like if, I'd, if I would have grown up out there, um, I would have seen it differently. Because I was when I was young, like when I was in middle school, we were like, anti-mainstream anything yeah so yeah, like i went yeah. through a phase where i was like jay-z's whack yeah like, i don't yeah, fuck yeah, with jay-z you know <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. that's just like some mainstream corporate shit facts, of course facts. but i didn't know what the fuck i was talking about because i'd never listened to reasonable doubt or i i you know I, this was like 2002 2003 or whatever but i was just like black delicious j5 yeah. you know all underground J5, shit J5. um yeah yeah like def jux all that stuff um and then later i was like oh my god like what am I talking about, dude? I'm missing out on so much. You know, I, it, it took me until I was like in high school before I really started listening to Jay-Z mm. and and uh, even a lot of the like the greats like Nas. I've been a fan of since back then because I had heard Illmatic um, when I was that age. But um, that's dope to be growing up out in Brooklyn at that time and to have that be like what's popping. That's, that, yeah, that's insane. Man. It's interesting because like what you're saying is is a, is a good point. I think people discover artists through like, you know, the radio and TV and stuff. Yeah. But in New York, like when I was a kid, like the mixtape era was like the thing. Like, yeah. That's like, crazy. That was like the proving grounds of who was going to be the next like dope rapper. Yeah. So before they even like got record deals and stuff like that, they would they would do these mixtape like like 50 cents and yeah. like, like yo and, and you would just be like like even Nas had his run on like he would have yeah. the album Nas and he'd have like like mixtape Nas. And yeah, it's like yeah. different different tiers of of rapper. Yeah. They're trying to make songs for the radio versus just trying to rap rap. Facts. And I grew up like that was a proving ground. I was like, nah let me let me bump the mixtape first. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, and, and now we're just my friends and I it's like trading cards. Like now nah, I got this new Lloyd Banks mixtape. Yo, yeah. you heard this and it's just like we're trading and we're going back uh locks. Locks was going crazy. Yeah. So like that's what got me into these particular guys. So wait, what's interesting, like, like Jurassic Five, like how'd you get into like Black? Like, I know you're like Blackalicious, um, Jurassic. You went saw them live, right? Yeah, Blackalicious was the first rap show I ever attended. But we got put on to them by uh, my friend Brady's mom, actually. Shout really? Out, yeah, shout out to uh, Brady's mom. Uh, but yeah, me and Brady, we were musical, uh, you know, partners back then, man. Back in sixth grade, um, he was the DJ and I was the rapper. He would uh, like he had one of those fabric binders, you know, with like with the rough the texture yeah. with the zipper, yeah. and he would take the tip of the pen and scratch it back and forth on the outside of the binder. <laughs> remember, yo. Sounded like he was scratching. That's a throwback. Yeah. Whoa. And I would kick my little rhymes and shit with my prepubescent Alvin and the Chipmunk voice. Just, <laughs> oh, what about it? Using vocab <laughs> words from class. And, yeah, so we had a group, and then uh, we were really into it, and, and um, his mom read an article in the Willamette Weekly, I think, which is a newspaper up in up in Portland where I'm from, about the uh, Black Alicious record, and she was like, here. And it, it mentioned that it was, like, you know, positive. Like, it was, like, on a positive got tip. Got it, got it. And so got she's it, like, oh, it. let me steer these guys in a, you know, because we were listening to radio rap and stuff. And so she, I think she was like, oh, this might be good for them to check out. And uh, I think she gave us a $20 bill and was like, go walk up to Music Millennium and cop this. And so Whoa. that's, yeah. And we put it on, and we were like, Whoa! <laughs> I'd never heard anybody rap like that. Recipe to Gift the Gab Rest is the MC from uh, from Black Alicious, who's like a crazy style style master and super dense lyrical multisyllabic like alien. And uh, we were just like, "What the fuck is this?" So that's how I got put onto uh, to those guys. And then it was just like building out the um you know the 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 that was the nucleus and then mm-hmm. we just started expanding out from there like charlie tuna from j5 is featured on one of the songs on there ah, so then we so start checking out j5 diligence. yeah Got read the it. liner notes oh it turns out oh quest love played drums on this track that's amazing love and then find out about the roots and what? everything was just sort of like organically we built our own sort of like universe up in portland because there wasn't really a scene 
that much going on that we were aware of up in Portland. So we were just discovering discovering cats organically that way. That's insane. Cause that's yeah. what I was wondering because you were talking about you named a lot of artists. I'm just like, not, not that they're obscure, but like the level of discovery is like is really tough. Like, yeah. Um. Like I I came across J Five like on accident too. Like, like yeah, I think yeah. they're they're probably featured on a song from someone I liked. Yeah. So like features clearly work, right? Yeah. Like, facts. In, in, as far as discovery goes. Yeah. But um. But that's wild. And like, um. Uh, Portland is West Coast. Like, was there any like West Coast artists? that that you like discovered on your own coming up like that you really gravitated towards um i'm trying to think well we we uh sort of like discovered the lifesavers up in portland um which is by the way lifesavers are a really really dope group um and they they ended up getting signed to quantum projects which is the label Uh, that black alicious was on and so i think we like one of the early shows when i saw black alicious i don't know if it was the first one um might have been but uh, the lifesavers opened up, and we were like, "These cats are from Portland. This is crazy." Um, we were like, "Kid, I mean, we were twelve years old, so we weren't on the scene." You know what I mean? Like, even exactly. they were probably doing really big. They were definitely doing big things in Portland already. And like, if you were like a hip hop head in Portland that was like eighteen and older and could get into shows, yeah, you're probably, you're probably <laughs> you already knew that. But to <laughs> yeah. us, we were like, "How has this been happening all around us this whole time? Like, what, what the fuck? Where have we been?" It's like, dude, we are eleven. Um, but yeah, lifesavers. Shout out to the lifesavers, man. Um, they're really, really dope. But I, you know what? I love what you mentioned too about the sort of like parallel um, underground vibe of like the mixtape vibe right. that was happening from cats that were on the radio that we know as legends from like their records. But then there's like this parallel mixtape thing happening that was like localized because yeah. it was like you had to buy the the, the actual mixtape yeah. like like probably right before or maybe aligned with i don't know the exact timing but like the beginnings of being able to download shit off limewire but but right probably before that yeah. a little bit right so it's yeah. like you actually had to cop the mixtape yep 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 so like you like where in in new york there's always like a spot selling mixtapes right? yeah so yeah. like every big dj had their runs to dj clues or funk flexes that yeah. was their bread and butter and they made a lot of money like and, and then fast forward to like dj drama and stuff like yeah like the Mixtape was the was the the brick and mortar of of sauce sauced up rap. Yeah. Um, fast forward, like like when I when you're not in that environment to physically buy them, it's impossible. Yeah. Like you're not there was no Amazon back then. Right. You know. Um. Fact. So like LimeWire was when that came out. At least when I was in Maryland, I was I was able to get like a, a song or two. Yeah. You know, keep my ear to the street of what's going on in New York. Yeah. Because like without physically getting this that, that mixtape, you weren't getting it. So yeah. like so that was a, that was a parallel universe for sure. That's but, so dope, dude. That is so do- that's such a different way of experiencing those artists that yes. are now like on everybody's top five. But it's like you know you, you got to hear this whole other other side of their of their creativity. And, and I, I was talking to a friend about this where like it's so mystified. Like the yeah. artists from the '90s, like we don't know their journey. We just see like the success, you know. Exactly. And um, like you hear all those stories about like DMX, like battling Jay Z. It's like damn, like like there was so much like 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 groundwork that yeah. happened in these guys careers that we are just it's just like like folklore yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like it's just like man i heard like jay-z and big l battled you know what i mean yeah and it's just like you look at it from like oh that's cool but for the streets that was probably like massive that's yeah. like a heavyweight boxing match oh hell yeah for up-and-coming artists you know that's insane so that's insane. so I, I always love that part of it and digging back you know yeah so dope. I got tricked by LimeWire so many times, though. You remember yeah. those <laughs> massive <laughs> collab tracks, dude? <laughs> yeah. I thought they were real, and I'd be like, what? It would be like, Eminem, Jay-Z, Biggie, Nas, <laughs> yeah. Tupac, Big Daddy Kane, KRS-One, Cool G Rap. It would just like go on and on and on forever, and I was like, oh, my God, they worked together? <laughs> they were in the studio. They did a song together? 
what the f- how, how are people not talking about this but it was just some it was either just some bl- it was like somebody got the acapellas and put them all and on put a them beat, all on yep or it was just something completely different like a total troll thing the troll it was song. like somebody's song from some some up-and-coming rapper that's like trying <laughs> try to I got hit with that a lot man <laughs> i had like 14 different versions of crank that crank that soldier <laughs> oh yeah like, like he got me right. dog. <laughs> <laughs> First rapper to troll people to on LimeWire. I had 14 different MP3s. <laughs> wow. It'd be like Michael Jackson beat it. You! <laughs> Soldier Boy. Tell me. Oh, Shout out to Soldier Boy, man. Shout out to Boy, man. Marketing. Marketing genius. That's amazing, dude. That's amazing. He claims to be the first at so many things, but I think he really may, in fact, be the first to troll people on LimeWire. He figured it out. Wow. That's fucking amazing. Um... Dude, speaking of the come up and the climb for some of these artists, man, you you, you mentioned your, your father is a DJ as well. Absolutely, DJ Wooligan. Wooligan. Yeah. Let's yeah. go. Shout out to DJ Wooligan. Um, what was that like, man, growing up with, with your pops as a DJ? Like, was he a, a big influence on you early on? Were you like, oh, that's what my dad does, so I don't I don't know if I, like, did you have that embarrassment thing at all <laughs> of, like, I don't know if I can do that? Or uh, what, was, what was that like, man? Yeah, man, it was it was, it was was different because I didn't look at it as a DJ. I thought it was just mm. a job, you know? Mm. It didn't look glamorous. Yeah. Like, um, like watching him, this is before Serato and computers. Yeah. So I, he would have a garage, maybe about the size of, of like, this this podcast room yeah and just massive full, by massive way. Huge. just huge no full full of <laughs> records and like you know he's just he just out there just playing records needle to the vinyl boom and he would have a bpm counter so he'd have to manually tap out the bpm Damn. write it on the sleeve put it in the thing organize it by genre and potentially in order he might play these songs in wow and i'm like watching him i'm just there for the vibe i'm just like this song is tight but he's like <laughs> working and then it's time to go to the gig and he's lugging all of his gear up and speakers and and I told myself I was like I am never gonna do that. <laughs> I told myself straight up I was just like nah that don't seem like it for me. Yeah. But I think what ends up happening is that like workload aside, I think DJing is just strictly like taste. You yeah. Know? And, and and what I did learn from my father at a, at a very young age is just taste the music. Mm. And like he he would play things and like and he would match them up similarly, right? Like reggae would do these kind of cover songs of popular American records. And yeah. So I, I always knew the reggae version and never and then I would then he would play the American version. I was like, oh, this is where they get it from. Then he would play like the OG sample that yeah. the American song came from. Crazy. So it became this like spider web of of music knowledge that yeah. I wasn't expecting until I got older. I was like, oh, I see where these songs connect and where the influence came from. Yeah. And I think that's what DJing became to me. And yeah. uh, I never saw myself being a quote-unquote DJ. I just wanted to just, like, share music with people. Yeah. That was the foundation of it. And um, I think now we're, we're at a space where with all these platforms, like the SoundClouds and the MixClouds and Bandcamps, yeah. you can do what, like, my pops was doing way back then yeah. and, with different audiences from the comfort of your house. Yeah. You know, so it is all, once again, I think it is back to the tastemaking era, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's amazing, bro. I mean, I, I I love so much of what you said right there. I, one thing that popped in my head was like, if I had uh, lived with somebody who was a professional drummer and I saw them have to pack up the kit and lug it to the oh, gig every night, time. I don't know if I would have gone for it. Because <laughs> like, I fucking hated that part that's of tough, being man. a drummer, man. Yeah. I, I, I loved the drums, but I, I, I didn't get to see like the real behind the scenes. Mm. Um, so that's that's fascinating that you got to witness that part. Um, but yes, dude, the, the curation, the taste, that part is, that's such a, what a cool gift to, to, to receive that, like from, from your pops, man. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, and I agree. I think that's what DJing is all about. It's funny. Cause like me and my, my crew, 
back when we were you know 11 12 or whatever and brady was scratching on the on yep, the binder yep, yep. and then eventually got turntables and was scratching on the turntables we were very into the scratch dj yeah you know? yeah we were yeah. like yo cuber you know yep, yep. mix master mike yep. like executioners and we we had seen the scratch documentary, documentary um really early on actually that was one of like the first um kind of like long form like hip hop movies that blew my mind mm. and we actually we ended up getting to go see the scratch tour cuz they did a tour for I, it they did do a tour yeah so it was like the executioners um it was like uh uh Cubert was the headliner of it and and uh other people were involved but what was so crazy was the person that blew my mind the most was Z Trip Z Trip was incredible and, and and he wasn't scratching yeah it was just straight mixing and 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 blending records and I had never seen that like up close. Mm. We were like always up in the front row back then because we were short and because like we wanted to be in the front <laughs> row. But I remember like I I had never seen that up close. I didn't really. I was like, oh, it's all about the scratching and the technique. And when I saw that, I was like, this is fucking mind blowing. Because it was just and it was all vinyl at, at that point. Um, he just had his crate out there, um, and he was freestyling. But it was like acapellas over new beats yep. in in key. In Singing key. comes in. It's in key. Yep. Um, which doesn't sound crazy now with the tools that are available maybe, but at that point using the pitch control on the turntable to get the tempo the same. Exactly. And then you happen to find out that it aligns in I don't even know how cats did that, to be yeah. honest. But figure it's, it's that out. It was all ears. It was all, yeah. this was their best tool, man. That's insane. But yeah, I, it was a new joint like every, like, you know, 15 to 20 seconds max, like all blended in tempo, uh, all happening live. And uh, I, I left there realizing like, oh man, it's about... Um, curation and knowing what to play next yeah and, and knowing how to string it together i remember one part he he goes he's about to put the record on he's dripping in sweat because he's going so fast he's working he's about to put it on and he's like oh and he thinks it's something he goes yeah literally did that ran over threw it on quick cue and then boom and everyone went crazy yeah it was the perfect thing to play and i was like that's fucking amazing that's that's what djing is to me it's like um there's so much technical ability of course that's required in any any job yeah but the things that always blew my mind was just connecting universes that probably never would connect on paper Facts. you know and i think z trip was one of those um dj am was one of those as well yeah it's just like it, it became djing became like this open court again yeah where it was less about just your genre that you're really good at it be like everything was up for grabs Hell yeah. and whoever had the most experimental taste and and, and gave gave the fuck the most yeah. about like diving in and researching yeah. and stitching those words like kind of won, won me over you yeah. know? and, and Z yeah. Trip was goaded at that bro well you have a super eclectic taste in music like all, obviously the hip hop like hip hop is how we come together Absolutely. and that's like the, the way that we work together but you're super hip to shit that I'm not hip to at all even like the like um, Big Lease, like you know, leading the charge on an emo night yeah. out of Europe. It's like you know the emo joints, man. Yeah. And like, like it, it, as an example, and and so much more in obscure shit. Like, where do you think that eclectic taste comes from? Have you always had that, or or yeah, did it question, expand man. over time? Um, I just I just love music, man. I think yeah. things that tickle my fancy, I'm just always like, I'm one of those like, yo, what is that? Like, I'm always listening to something. Like, yeah. we'll be in a restaurant, and a one chord progression would would hit me like mid convo. I'm just like. You know the AirPod trick. Just what did you say? And then yeah. you just lean over to the <laughs> you lean over to the speaker because, like, you know, music is is a language, and I think it the most interesting thing always catches my eye. So, um, yeah. like, uh, TV of course was a big crossover during the whole emo era. There was always like TRL, and I was watching all the like the videos. So, like, that was a good way to to bridge gaps. Um, but also like 
sampling, like hip hop yeah. sampling. Had, it was a beautiful way to got me into like um, like Bollywood music mm. and like you just ne- jazz crosses over into this world and yeah. what's going on in Brazil and of course like reggae, reggae. So like all of these webs still come together under the roof of hip hop to me. Yeah, because of because of sampling. But nice. um, but if you find something that you really like, I think you should. Do your due diligence and, and lean into it a little bit, yeah. and you'll you'll find some wonderful things down that rabbit hole. Yeah, I love that, and I agree, dude. That's one of the dopest things about being a hip hop fan, yeah. especially if you get into the production and you get into into the beats and start picking them apart and, yeah. and trying to figure out how they were made. It's like being a fan of hip hop is not just being a fan of hip hop. By extension, is being a fan of every other every genre, single genre, because at some point it, it got pulled in via sampling. Yeah. Um. So I love that, and you, and by the way, like uh. Jazz is not only for everybody watching, not only a, a great DJ with me on tour, but also a, an incredible producer. I appreciate that. Um, man. Yeah, and we we got we got. By the time they see this, we got s- multiple joints out. I think. Hey. Um. But uh. But nah. I I, I love your production as well. Oh, thank like, you, man. Who are who are like some of your biggest influences as a producer? Um. You know what's crazy is that I think everyone kind of has the same answers. Like it's yeah. always, of course, like the Timbos. Yeah. The, yeah. The Pharrells, but I think there's some ones that really like got me in love with the production, like world, and that's yeah. like the the Dr. Dre's mm. and the Kanye's, yeah, on uh, the Just Blaze, Hell like, yeah. uh, because for me, I always like beat making was one thing, but it wasn't until I got into room with art rooms with artists, and it was like, yo, you got to actually make a record, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a whole different mindset, and that's where the fun becomes comes in because you're almost like a like a therapist at that point. Yeah. You're no longer like a, a beat maker or a producer. Right. You're you're just two human beings, three human beings, however many people just coming together for a common goal. And yeah. I think that's where like, yo, let's get the best result out of here. You know? Yeah. And I think that's where it became fun to me. So like a lot of like the the guys who like the like Pharrell was great in the room with people. Yeah. Kanye was always had song ideas, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, but as far as beats goes, man, Just Blaze, Dr. Yeah. Dre, those those smackers, man. Yeah, hell uh, yeah, bro. Uh, Dillas, I, like, ooh, come on, bro. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, no, that's dope. Though. No, because you very much are a producer, not as as opposed to like just a beat maker. For sure, like for it, sure. when we did awards, we were in here like creating that song together, From top to bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. I remember like you were suggesting guiding me through the vocal part and oh try it like this try it like that and and helping bounce things off of me so that i was able to get the best performance for myself so i I, I love that man and, like, and you and you smoked that and it's like one thing i would definitely say about you is like um some of my most talented friends at every level in life are some of the most coachable like and mm, i think i think work. just like it's just like I not not being afraid to try things, you know what I yeah. mean? It's like it really makes the job I think fun, you know? Hell like yeah. and uh and then for you it's just like it just suggested things of just like like why not, you know? Yeah. But everything you do off top like is already like gold, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, thank you. I was like, can we, can we, can we go, can we push it even further? Let's yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. Let's just no, see. but that's what makes it, no, but that's what makes it so fun for me too. Is like I, I love taking the energy that's that's thrown at me mm. and channeling that to there perform like that's there why i love freestyling that's why it's always like yo throw me some words or yeah. whatever you know um so to be in the studio and have you oh try it like this try a lower tone try it you know go, reach for that part you mm. know um to me that's like the same energy as freestyling i believe that but just in the studio so uh i love that man does that does that also work when you're like when you're doing you know like live streams with people and yeah. and doing gorilla bars or even even the live show like uh, I've been meaning to ask you this like yeah, going, yeah. going from the live show 
I mean, going from uh, the streams and yeah. like Amigo and stuff to a gorilla bars to like now you're on stage. There's still kind of a wall essentially yeah. with that with that stage. Um, but do you feel like you get that that give back energy wise with um, with these live shows? Definitely. Yeah, I feel like for me it's always an energy exchange. You there know, that's what hey, that's what we call the first tour, <laughs> the energy exchange. But it is uh, whether it's you know like paired all the way down to a one-on-one interaction on Omegle or scaled up a little bit to making a crowd with gorilla bars or then even scaled up to a bigger stage like when we're out in London rocking in front of 2,000 people. Mm. Like to me, it's the same concept and it's the same idea and it's kind of like the same way of creating where it's like I show up like I don't know what the vibe is going to be and then the people fill me up with the energy. There we go. And and that's sort of like what gets me fired up and allows me to like take it to that next level. And people have pointed that out sometimes. Like if the whoever I'm performing for is not that hype, I'll still find a way to like get there for like sure. for myself, you know, because it's important that I can show up and do a good job regardless. Professionalism, kids. Hey. Listen to that. Professionalism. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, like it's important to, to me to always like at least be able to say to myself, hey, like I brought it, you know, even if even if mm. the people I was performing for weren't weren't feeding that energy back. But um you can tell just even from the videos, like when the person I'm performing for is hype as fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I go, I'm like, oh, okay, goes, we're going there. Yeah. And then when and then when they see me go there, they go here, yep. and then it turns into that that feedback loop of energy that I love so much. So yeah, it's the it's the same at the shows, but it is interesting. Like sometimes as the venues get bigger, it's so dope, you know, to see us be able to scale it to this larger size. And like when we hit those milestones, like right before we go out, it's like, yo, guys, this is the most, you know, attendees we've ever had. Yeah. And it's like, yo, that's fire. That's, that's crazy. Uh, and I want to keep going bigger and bigger, you know. But um, there is a certain charm to the small room shows sure. sometimes where you say. can see, even throwing back to what you said about the 50 people at the side room at the improv, it's like we saw everybody's face yeah. and the audience members become almost like characters in the event, you know. Um, and so, yeah, that energy exchange for me, like being. Being able to see and feel the audience is super important. So uh, when we're performing <laughs> at the stadiums, it, I don't know what that's going to be like. <laughs> da, I don't know da, what that's going to When we take it back to the Rose Bowl, <laughs> but we do it on stage, I don't know exactly what that's going to be like. But uh, I'm really, really looking forward to it, obviously. Hell yes. Um, how, how long have we been going, Sam? You guys have been going for about an hour now. About an hour? Okay, yeah, yeah. dope, dope, dope. Yep. Um. I want to react to a freestyle, but before we do, a couple things uh, I want to touch on. Um, serious stuff. Jazz, what's your opinion of 4DX movies? Man, oh man. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what? Here's the thing. I've been to two 4DX movies in my life. Yeah. Uh, first one was Star Wars. The second one was Batman. Yeah. Um, what's that guy's name who played the Batman in this one? Robert Pattinson. Pattinson. Okay. Shout so, out to Rob. Yeah, yeah. Star Wars made sense. Um, but then the theater, there was like like a fire scene, and then the theater fire alarm went off. And <laughs> so... Because there was flame being yeah, shot out? Oh, okay, okay. Part of the 40X, of the 40X <laughs> experience was just like fire going, and I don't think they prepared for that. So we're just like stuck in our chairs. <laughs> and, and they're just like, yo... If you want to stay and finish the movie, you can. But anyway, so that was over. That was over one for that one. Then we saw. Then we saw Batman, and uh, it was cool. Left left there pretty sore. Yeah. Um, would I recommend? Maybe not for that movie. Um, That's my bad. That's but my bad. but it did. It, I did watch it again. 
and uh, I did prefer the movie without the 48. Okay, I yeah, will say all right. That. So we I got we got to we got to tell people what the fuck happened with this Batman 48. Oh dude. man. So, all right. <laughs> it's just tour shenanigans, man. I'm always trying to like plan different things for the whole squad to go to. Yes. I had no idea what 40X was. I'm like, oh, <laughs> X, a little more expensive. I'm like, IMAX? Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Next thing you know, it's like we're two minutes into the trailer. Like my beer's all over the ground because this like chair is like on a roller coaster. I'm concussed halfway through. And oh I honestly God. like hardly saw the movie because yeah. it's like fighting scenes and like the seat is kicking you in the head every time Batman's punching. <laughs> somebody yo it's one of the funniest memories of all of the touring this was back on the energy exchange tour yeah sam you're the you're the event coordinator event coordinator like, sam helps make sure there's fun shit to do on the road and uh, good at it. and he's really good at it and it's a well, really great you know it's a kind really of bad at it which makes me uh it's interesting makes good at it it makes it more fun <laughs> yeah we had no idea it was gonna be 40x sam had no idea it was gonna be 40x Lisa's so excited because she does so much like logistical planning. And mm -hmm. so it's like, oh, wow, Sam planned this I whole thing so. just for us. Like, this is so great. We show up. We're immediately like, why are these chairs so like high off the ground? And like, yeah. why does it feel like we're getting into a roller coaster? We're like, oh, it's well, like I guess we'll see what happens. On the ceiling and like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why are the fans on the ceiling? Next thing I know, dude, I've never laughed so hard. As when the chairs start kicking into gear, first thing I do is look at Lisa. She's like, what the fuck? <laughs> full screaming. <laughs> and then I look over at you, Sam, and Khan all in a row with full we beers. Got, we got double fist of On full China. swivel. Whoa. Dude, your beers were on an actual like camera gimbal. Like your hand was just like doing You guys were like, the movie theater beers are like $14. I'm not wasting a drop out of that thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hilarious. No, but it, it was funny because uh, at least taking that taking that day off like that first scene they're like highlighting all the features of 40x which is a horrible thing to do by the way right because we just sat down i'm trying to take a sip of beer i go like this and the chair does well I was like, wait a minute now <laughs> and we they do like a fighting scene we're all getting beat up yeah and, and then sam leans over to me he's like Lisa's is gonna kill me <laughs> <laughs> i look i look over to lisa lisa's like <laughs> Looking for a casual, <laughs> casual movie night. Yeah, casual, I look back up. I was like, <laughs> we, "We're good, dog. We're good." <laughs> oh my god! But to Hilarious. be fair, uh, great, great. Yeah, that's one of the funniest moments of that yeah, of that tour run. Core man. memory, right I, there. Dog. I just remember we were just laughing so hard throughout yeah. the entire. It's not the movie's not funny at all, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it, was, yeah. it was a lot of laughter that happened. Well, also, <laughs> like Sam, you're like a fucking film buff, dude. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. I, I look over at Sam. He's like. He's, He's trying possible. to counteract the 4DX as much as possible. You're just scooting off all this ride. <laughs> scooting all the way forward like this, like counterbalancing his head rumble, just like trying to watch the fucking movie. Waited like damn near two years for that movie and I couldn't see anything. I'm just getting rocked around. Yeah. Oh the funniest part too is, is like the response to the score. Yeah. Like the musical score. Like there would be like a bass drone during a part where it's like a slow panning cityscape. And for some reason, my chair is rumbling to the bass drone. I feel like they should not consider the score as something that deserves moving effects, right? Like that doesn't yeah. make any that sense. That happened right away too. I feel like that's when we knew it was going to be bad. I don't know. It's a long movie, but yeah. they they hit you with that like trailer beforehand that yeah. where they flex all the movement. We're like, it probably won't be that bad during the movie, exactly. right? Like opening <laughs> title, there's like a little bit of bass in the score, and the chair's like, like yeah. oh, sh we're yeah. in it. It's, it's just literally just a pan over the city. It's like, why am I? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's yeah. no dialogue, no nothing. Like, yeah. Also, it punches you like yeah. during punch scenes. That's legitimately. That, you guys. 
gotta get consent. You gotta get consent for that first. They gotta yeah, make you dude. sign a form. Like, do you want your ass whipped <laughs> in these fighting scenes? Yes or no? Like, I would have said uh, no, no every time. Well, the yeah, punching like, hurt. I've never like okay, being in the car chase. Like, that's one thing I could see how that's exciting. Yeah, like you're in. It's like a roller yeah. coaster. Never have I once seen the dude getting his ass kicked and been like, I want to feel that. Yeah, exactly. I, this, this viewing experience would be drastically enhanced if I was getting my ass kicked. That's what this is missing right Not now. Not even you doing the ass kicking. You yeah. gotta be the one getting like, damn, put me in Batman shoes. I'm these guys. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Damn. The the part I didn't like was uh was because Bat- Batman's a uh, Star Wars. They didn't do like weather because right. it's not like a it's planets and space space stations. But right. Batman, they really flex the temperature a lot. Yeah. Like yeah, it was whenever cold. it rained, it would just be this drizzle coming down. I'm yeah. like, dog. <laughs> I live in Los Angeles. I'm cool on this. Like, turn, but you could. I think Seriously. you turn it off or something. There was like I a. I don't think so, man. Like not that feeling. <laughs> that one was insane. You turn it. <laughs> that was insane. <laughs> it I was up. looking for every switch. There wasn't any. Oh my god. So, so 40x. Um, we're still figuring it out. Yeah, we're still figuring it out. We're we don't know if we need it. I don't know that it's necessary. It's like just because we can, should we? Uh, Where? Yeah, what movie <laughs> requires it, man? Don't like, pick a forty X combat like movie. Pick a rom com or something. Batman. Forty <laughs> X rom com. <laughs> you get like, smooched. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Some little lips come out. Instead of getting beat up in your back, it's just like back rubs. All <laughs> 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 oh, central. Oh, that's hilarious, <laughs> dude. Yeah. Candle sense. Yeah, that, maybe you're. Dude, while we're on hilarious tour memories, something popped into my head the other day when I was in the car with Lisa, and I, it, was, it was so crazy to me <laughs> that I had to confirm that it really happened. And actually, Sam mentioned it when he got here today. Like, it's almost unbelievable that this happened. So, Energy Exchange Tour, comedy clubs, right? We were mostly in comedy clubs, like 200-person dinner room <laughs> scenarios, tiny stages, trash sound systems, great for comedy. All right, no, no, no diss to the, you know, great for one guy on a mic, not great for 808s. Um, <laughs> but that was our foot in the door, man, and, and uh, it was a beautiful time. But uh, one of the, the anecdotes that just, like, brings me right back to the comedy club vibe is, uh, do you remember when that dude announced you as Senior Jazz? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Senior Jazz, Senior bro. Senior Jazz. Yo, what the fuck? Senior like, all right. Senior jazz. That definitely happened, for sure. <laughs> I can't believe that that actually happened. It turned into, I was like, that must just be a joke that we made up. But that actually did happen. So, like, at the comedy clubs, there's, like, usually a staff member that works there, and it's their job to, like, announce the performer, you know? But usually it's a comedian, you yeah, know? So they're yeah. like, hey, ladies and gentlemen, like, make sure you keep your phones away. No filming allowed. Like, da-da-da, we have a special on this drink. And now, the moment you've been waiting for, <laughs> up next... And so, but our show doesn't start with a comedian. It starts with you. Yeah. And we wrote your name, Sir Jazz, S-U-R space J-A-Z-Z. What would it take for someone to decide and commit and say, yeah, that's what it is. That must be Senior Jazz. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's insane, bro. <laughs> I thought, I thought, because to your point, if we're at a comedy club and yeah. it generally... A lot of these people who work at comedy clubs do want to be comedians as well. Oh, and so, okay, so I wow. thought it was a joke. Yeah. And so I'm waiting for the That's guy to just kind of like, just, there was like this, he was, you know, sometimes they'll, they'll say it, a little, little pause. Yeah. And then get back to it. Yeah. But there was never no getting back to it. That was it. That was, there was no joke there, buddy. <laughs> he committed to the scene. You're a jazz. And then oh the God. irony is that the green room, it was like a, a hallway. 
uh, supposed to be a curtain there, but the guy's like, someone's holding the door open. Yeah. So every he says, Senior Jazz, and everyone in the room is like, <laughs> <laughs> and so they're staring at me. I'm just like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> no, I remember Mikey popped his head out and was like, did he say Senior Jazz? <laughs> and we we're just dying, dude. We we're trying to make eye contact with you. You're looking back like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> Oh my god, dude! Good times though. Great man. times, man. A lot of a lot of great times at the comedy clubs. Uh, a lot of big big learning curves. Yeah. Um, I think you we learned a lot of patience. Yeah. And uh, but then also I think I think through that it was the entry point as you were saying. Yeah. But through that I think you kind of even started creating like visions in your head of what you saw the show to be. Oh, 100%, man. 100%. And we we learned how to um like troubleshoot and how to make things work on the fly. On the fly. And I think it's actually um like it's better for the first the first tour shouldn't be like all like ritzy and nice and yeah. like oh everything just works great and sounds great and it's perfectly optimized for the show that you're trying to do I agree. it shouldn't be like that at all like th- th- it was the best possible environment for us to actually test the show I agree. and actually figure out how to evolve the show and like really kind of like earn our stripes and show that we we can do it and like how cool for us that for us like the venues that just happen to not be totally optimized to what we were trying to do are actually themselves like legendary venues, venues. you know like legendary, legendary comedy clubs and i i feel like yeah like I, I i mentioned the sound system or whatever it's you know there's no subs in there or whatever but um i still feel super grateful that like i got to perform in those spaces Facts. and that we were even like you know let up in there like yeah, and, and we could yeah. do our thing on those stages where like legends have performed you know and <laughs> and these are rooms that that um people work their whole life to, to hopefully get an opportunity to be on those stages. So, you it's, know, it's, it's so true. It's, it's, so it's true. dope, man. It's the way that it, that it all worked out. It's never how you think it's going to go ever. It always five, takes baby. its own, it always takes its own route, but, uh, I think it's pretty cool how we, how we got this thing going dog. This guy, man, this hey. guy, this guy, uh, well dope, man. So we had some members of the community submit some freestyle videos. I think Ooh. we're going to react to one if you're down, man. Okay, I'm down for this. Let's do this. Let's, let's get do it. This. Yeah, yeah let's pull yeah. one up. Yeah, what do we got? Um, I believe this is from, let's see, Throne Genji. Throne Genji. Oh, Throne hell Genji. yeah. Yep, yep. I know this cat. This dude is dope. He, uh, he's been uh, down with the community for a long time. I think he was out at the Boston show. Oh, hell yeah. Um, so, hell yeah. Let's check it out. Without further ado, straight freestyle. Thank you, Harry Mack, for the opportunity. Let's go in. Yo. Yeah, yeah. Just thinking about what's important. Get the green like a forest. Get the beat, then I scorch it. I'll be shooting like Jordan. Every day, yo, I get it in. Thanking y'all just for listening. That my shine, I be glistening. I'm living just like a citizen. I'm paying my taxes, but I'm working on my craft and my passion. Got me living in a whole different habitats than everything. I spit tight from day into the midnight. I gotta get my shit right when I'm using the windpipe to rip mics. Say nobody stopping me. I'm snapping like photography every time that I'm on the beats. Honestly, I'm tired of apologies. I gotta really show myself every time I flow, it helps. I'm feeling so gold as well. You know, I'm shining every time I get it done. When I'm spitting freestyles, like I got a poison tongue, they might be avoiding them, but you know, it's getting intense. Yo, I gotta pay the rent because it's at my own expense. Facts. Yo, he did his thing. That was nah, he smoked that. Hell he yeah. smoked that. He smoked that. Hell yeah, dude. I love. I love the the flow state with with freestylers. Where where especially being able to see the words on screen. You do this really well. Is where you the person seeing the word 
is probably trying to predict how yeah. you're going to get to that. Yeah. And keeping everyone on the edge of your sh- of your seat. Yeah. Like figuring out creative, more creative ways to get to the word. Yeah. It's always a fun process for me to watch. So he went crazy on that. Definitely. Um, the setups were, were really clean. A lot of pockets. The yeah. bars were there. I'm like, I'm rocking with that, my yeah, boy. Yeah, no, that, was, that was, yo, throw Genji gets down, man. I Definitely. like this. Definitely. I like this. And I first heard him freestyle like, like a, a couple years back during the pandemic on like one of the happy hour streams virtually. Oh. Um, he came on and threw me some words and then he was like, yo, I freestyle too. Um, and and he did his thing but it's been cool to see his growth too from then mm. to now um because yeah the setup punchline shit the leading up to the target word was on point i liked how in the beginning too it was like it was like two rhyming words to the bar yep yep, yep you know yep, yep. so it was really like grab the mic and scorch it never gonna forfeit da, 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 mm-hmm. da, 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 getting green like a forest, forest. and like packing in the rhymes yep. like that is dope also but my favorite part though um there was one moment where I, my my spidey sense and my interpretation of it, and uh, I don't know, I'm not throw Genji, so I'm not inside of his mind when he's doing it. But there was one part where it was like he he barely made it, yep. like the the rhyme barely connected. Yep. He was like reaching, reaching the, yeah, for, yeah. The, for for like a rhyme that would connect multisyllabically, and I saw his eyes like kind of reach for it, and, and he grabbed something that, and it just worked. Yeah, but it, yeah. but it kind of it was a stretch in terms of if it made sense or not. It was one of those moments where you're like, okay, 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 like I'm seeing what you're doing. I think we're gonna work on this together and make it work. And then right after that, he came in ferocious yeah, 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 and yeah, hard, yeah, hard. Right. So it's like after that, I wouldn't even call it a mistake because it wasn't it wasn't a mistake. But it's like as a freestyler, I recognize that moment where it's like you don't. It's not exactly what you wanted, wanted. to do yeah, you yeah. know you lost control of it for a split second almost and then you just come back in snapping and and i i just love that man i love that um energy of like if you I love if that you, if you feel like you're about to make a mistake you you, you don't get sheepish or be like oh man whatever mm. you come back in twice as hard as before and, and from that moment on he was he was just slaying so. he went crazy that's interesting yeah. uh, I, I felt that energy wise exactly everything you're saying and yeah. i think that that is such a that's a professional move right there man yeah big fan of that that's the that's the only option man when, you, when you're when you're doing it live bro you you know you uh you keep the mistakes if there are any, and you come back in twice as hard when you're recovering from it. But uh, but I wouldn't even say he made any mistakes, man. That shit was clean. Mm. Shout out to Throw Genji. Facts by Mac. Let's go, hey, man. Let's, let's man. go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> uh, by sick. the way, y'all, if you want to submit your freestyles to all the aspiring MCs out there, y'all know what to do, man. You just got to hit up the website, which is going to be shown on the screen momentarily. But I think I know what it is. I think it is harrymacofficial.com slash flowstatepod. Nailed it. Nailed hey, it. Let's go. The monitor always goes down at the crucial moment. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a test for me. So, yeah, all the MCs out there, man. Um, and, you know, obviously, Throat Genji has been putting in the, the, the work for a while. So Trust he's got that. some real solid technique already built up. But don't be discouraged if you're earlier in your journey. You know, um, wherever you're at in your journey, I'm, I'm, I'm down to give some feedback and, and check in with y'all and see if I can hopefully be, uh, you know, constructive and helpful. So yeah. uh, send those freestyles in, man. HarryMacOfficial.com slash pod. I'm sure we'll have the link in the description, assuming there's a description. So <laughs> definitely. <laughs> so check that out as well. Um, dope. Jazz, so honored to have had you on here as my Thank first guest, man. Thank you for having me, my friend. So blessed to be able to work okay. with you, bro. That was, that was formal. <laughs> yeah, that was formal. <laughs> no, no, no. But, yo, and, and congrats on the journey as well, man. Super Thank excited you, to see where the podcast goes. Hell yeah. The illustrious guest you're going to have on here, man. Yes. Super stoked for this journey for you, my man. 100%, man. I'm so glad you're a part of it, bro. Been incredible to build with you, man, and this is just the beginning. Um, all right. We heard some freestyles. I want to close this show out the way I know how. 
And uh, today is special because we got Jazz in the building, and we actually have an instrumental that you produced Hell yeah. on deck for me to close out with the freestyle, man. Should we hit this? Let's do this, man. By the way, what's up with this beat, man? Because I know you're working on some different, uh, you know, different modes and different ways of cooking up. Yeah. Um, what's what's up with this beat? What's your what's your uh, your vibe with this? Oh, uh, oh man, great great question. So you know, uh, as as someone who likes to cook now and be in the kitchen, yes, I created this concept of you know, it was actually beats to make food too initially. Um, mm. There's no words. It's just so sample was chopped up. Feels yeah. good to make you know brunch on a Sunday Sunday morning. Yeah. Um, and so I'm gonna put start putting out these beat packs. Uh, beats to freestyle too, man. Soul sample, a Dang. lot of chops. Some might have drums, some might not have drums. But ideally, just to throw on, if you like to flow, if you can't flow, keep it in your head. But it's all, <laughs> but it's all to have fun and practice in the sake of good music. Hell yeah, that's dope. That's dope. I love it. Uh, so keep your eyes and ears out, man, for beats to freestyle too. And uh, we gonna have some fun with this, man. Let's, Let's do get it, it, man. Hell yeah. Cue it up, Harry. It's all yours. All right, uh, we rolling. You know what it is. Sam, you got that beat? I got you. Let's go. Uh. Hey. Uh. Well, we coming live from the Flow State Podcast. Let's go. Your boy, Sir Jazz, H-Mac in the building. You know what it is, man. Let's go. Flow State about to be activated. Woo. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Hey, Sir Jazz on the beat, come on, yeah, come on, yeah, come on, uh H-Mac, I'ma snap with the heat, locked in with the homie Sir Jazz on the beat, uh We get that real, not that wannabe love, been tearing up mics since we was in them comedy clubs, yeah Spitting with passion, rappers got me laughing, never gonna cash in, steady taking action Never faking, I'm creating on my true route, interviewing the game like when I'm on this blue couch Hey yo, we bout to get the properest info, since we started, we've been dropping shit that been dope They know the daily drop them silly Every flow worth the billy, I'm the goat though Blow your mind with dope flows H-Mac, take it further on the platter I'ma serve you every bar that I deliver Straight up murder, uh, yeah Ayo, I'm known for the live flipping I'm turning haters into buttermilk fried chicken Yeah, my man's in the kitchen cooking up Ayo, honestly, I feel we don't get booked enough A hundred shows, man, we just scratching the surface Put us on bigger stages, live that passionate purpose Uh, every time Time I rhyme, I prove to y'all my flow's cold Matter of fact, let's run it back at the Rose Bowl uh. But this time, we bout to fill in all the seats I be killing all the beats, man, I'm really going deep Oceanic with the rhythm, peep the vision I'm displaying, real with the bars, never playing On every rap conversation, y'all know Mac got a weigh in All up at the top, that's where we staying Yeah, H-Mac, man, you know I catch more than rack I make the audience vibrate like 4DX uh. Yeah, I entirely do harm Spit so much flame, I'm putting off the Fire alarm, I know the deal, that's for real, man, we don't ever slip Shouts to Jazz, that's my DJ and he's fully equipped uh, When it comes to musical knowledge, he don't stop Give him props, inherited that taste from his pops So it's genetic, running in the family Every time he drops a beat, I know it's straight insanity This is from the classic project that is yet to drop Beast of freestyle too, I catch wreck and mop the whole game up Insane stuff, I flame up the beat though This shit is basic for me like a free throw Matter of fact, layup is easy, I Rebound, offer the backboard on this beat, I'll be down We make it pop, y'all know they feel the God's wrath I had to bring it to you live on the podcast Yeah, we just scratched the surface with the heat Harry Mack off the top, Sir Jazz on the beat, let's go
<laughs> Yo, you killed that, dog. That beat goes crazy. Yeah, you killed that, that man. Another one. Another one. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, so fire, man. So fire. Such a joy to have you on here, bro. Such a joy yeah, to be able you. to not only work with you, but to be able to consider you one of my closest friends, man. Oh and God. it's a family thing, bro. After Absolutely. after 150 flights and like 90 Airbnbs, 90 shows, something like that, uh, it really is a family thing, man. And, and like I said, you light up every room you go in, bro. So appreciate, appreciate your you, energy, man. man. Thank you for having me on board. Shout out to the team. Yes, sir. Hey, Mac, Goat, genuine dude. One of my closest friends, man. Can't wait to see this journey, man. Like Let's you deserve it. all the flowers, my guy. Thank Just you. Just keep it going. Just keep it going. You already know.